European Heart Journal, Case Reports 2021. I'm Sophia Patak, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Daniel Dallos, Caesar Kazin, Christoph Schukro, and Marianne Wieschenberger from Medical University of Vienna, Austria. Titled Twiddler Syndrome after implantation of baroreflex activation therapy, a case report. Twiddler syndrome, first described in 1968, is an uncommon complication usually associated with pacemakers and implantable cardioverter defibrillators. It occurs due to deliberate or accidental device rotation resulting in twisting of the leads within the device pocket and causing failure to sense or capture or even stimulation of non-cardiac structures such as the diaphragm or the pectoral muscles. Baroreflex activation therapy is a new therapeutic option used to treat patients with resistant hypertension and heart failure. It works by stimulating the parasympathetic activity and reducing the sympathetic activity. It is inserted by fixing the lead to the carotid bifurcation and tunneling subcutaneously to connect to a generator that is placed in the pectoral pocket. This case report is of a very rare case of Twiddler syndrome in a patient with baroreflex activation therapy. A 61-year-old female with known essential arterial hypertension had baroreflex activation therapy implanted under general anaesthetic. Prior to this, she had secondary causes of hypertension ruled out, and she was already on full doses of antihypertensive medications such as Olmisartan 40mg, Bisoprol 10mg, Amlodipine 10mg, Rilmenidine 2mg, Spironolactone 100mg, Terazomide 20mg, and Hydrochlorothiazide 25 milligrams. She also had renal denervation performed twice prior to baroreflex activation therapy implantation. Her other comorbidities included herniated discs and plaque psoriasis. Due to the insertion of baroreflex activation therapy, patient had device placed into a retropectoral pocket due to a low BMI of 19.1 kilograms per meter squared, and the lead was fixed at the bifurcation of the right carotid artery. She had regular outpatient follow-ups every three to four months in which she had continued blood pressure improvement noted. Two years and nine months later, the patient presented with progressive pain at the electrode site, which was reproducible on palpation and turning the head in both directions. The patient had surgical excision of the lead on the right side and a new left-sided lead was inserted. In addition, the same generator was removed from below the right major pectoral muscle and re-implanted subcutaneously because of a slightly higher BMI of 20.9. Unfortunately, the patient returned a few weeks later due to pain at the generator site. Although the patient denied manipulation, chest x-ray showed twisting of the device by 180 degrees around its transverse axis with multiple loops of the lead. The patient had pocket revision performed in which the existing lead was untwisted. After appropriate checks, the system was sutured back in the same position and the patient was discharged with a follow-up organised in a week's time. At follow-up, stimulation impedance was below threshold, indicating lead fracture and therefore another surgical revision had to be performed. At this time, the existing lead was removed and a novel lead was successfully fixed at the same point on the left carotid bifurcation. The patient was stable and asymptomatic from pain or site infection at four-month follow-up. Hypertension is the leading cause of morbidity and mortality with prevalence of resistant and refractory hypertension on an increase. Long-term poorly controlled hypertension is associated with ischemic heart disease, cardiomyopathy, stroke and renal failure. 
According to the ESC, hypertension is defined as resistant when recommended treatment strategy is unable to lower blood pressure to below 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury, confirmed by ambulatory or home blood pressure monitoring in patients with good adherence. First-line therapy for resistant hypertension is lifestyle measures followed by pharmacologic therapy, usually with an ACE inhibitor or angiotensin receptor blocker and a calcium channel blocker and a thiazide diuretic. And if this fails to lower systolic and diastolic blood pressure to less than 140 and 90 millimeters of mercury, addition of a low-dose diuretic therapy such as spironolactone in patients with EGFR of greater than or equal to 45 and a plasma potassium of less than or equal to 4.5 is recommended. Baroreflex activation therapy is a novel technique for treating patients with resistant hypertension. A few studies have proven that electric stimulation of carotid sinus can lower blood pressure such as the RIOS feasibility trial, device-based therapy of hypertension, and the RIOS pivotal trial. Twiddler's syndrome was originally described with pacemakers but now has also been reported with ICDs. It is more common within the first year with an incidence of 0.07 to 7% but may also occur after the first year. Risk factors for Twiddler's syndrome are female gender, high BMI, dementia or psychiatric disorders as well as a small size device compared to the pocket size. Twiddler's syndrome may be life-threatening in a patient with defibrillator as can cause inappropriate shocks and also in a pacing-dependent patient by resulting in insufficient pacing. Baroreflex activation therapy device also uses a generator that is placed in infraclavicular area in a subcutaneous pocket and is amenable to twisting just like pacemakers. In the case report, the patient denied manipulation of the device and the Twiddler syndrome likely resulted from suboptimal device positioning at the time of generator repositioning and lead relocation. Pacing checks and ECGs are helpful in diagnosing Twiddler syndrome in patients with pacemakers. Chest X-ray helps visualize the position of the generator box and coiling of the leads and can be compared with the post-procedure chest X-ray. Literature has described approaches to prevent Twiddler syndrome, such as the use of non-absorbable antimicrobial pouches, anchoring sutures to the pectoralis fascia, placement of the device subpectrally, minimizing pocket size as well as the use of Dacron patch which promotes tissue growth around the device. Most importantly, patient education about living with a pacemaker or similar devices is vital in avoiding such complications. The author suggests the following learning points. Twiddler syndrome may not only occur after implantation of pacemakers or cardioverter defibrillators, but also following implantation of bioreflex activation therapy. Surgical pocket revision should always be combined with lead replacement in order to avoid additional procedures due to lead fracture and to ensure proper long-term function. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us and thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports Podcasts. References and original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash ehjcr for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.